everyone and welcome back to another episode of Off The Record. I hope you're all having a great week. Um, as always, I'm your host Imogen Marshall and don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast and to follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. All the details are on our website at www.offtherecorduk.com. Now, um, we're continuing the theme of having one US and one UK artist on the podcast going forward. And this week, we've got the lovely Emily Fay representing the UK and War and the Treaty representing the US. And they will be doing an amazing, I think, headline show at Under the Bridge this summer. So make sure to snap up your tickets for them. And before we get started, though, of course, we have the news. Here we go. So, it's been quite a quiet week in the country music industry, but that doesn't mean we haven't got some new segments for you. So, the A Thousand Horses leader, uh, Michael Hobby, has announced that him and his wife, Caroline, are expecting their first child, so congrats to them. Reese Witherspoon also went to bat for women in country music, so make sure to check out that video. It's probably available everywhere on YouTube. It just shows you, you know, the women in country music is still quite a big issue. Um, and it's amazing to have a celebrity like her, obviously, supporting their cause. Um, Thomas Rett released his video for Look What God Gave Her, and it is just the sweetest video. Um, it's featuring him, his wife, Lauren, and obviously their daughters, Ada and Willa. And really sweet, just go and watch that. Maris Morris tw- turned 29, so happy birthday to her. Um, Old Dominion announced that they will be doing a UK headline show with Jordan Davis. So if you guys haven't heard of Jordan Davis, he is the singer behind Singles You Up and definitely if you haven't heard of him make sure to go and check his music out i'm really excited actually for the head for the sports plot almost as much as i am for the headline show um so i think it'll be really exciting to see him over here um obviously it was coachella this weekend and casey musgraves was on the main stage and there's if you go and watch that um just type it into youtube um she told off the crowd who couldn't do yeehaw so she went yeehaw and they Apparently, don't know how to do yeehaw, so that's quite funny just to go and watch that out. And then finally, we have Clara Bond, who's obviously a UK artist, has announced that she's doing a co-headline show with Victoria Canal at the Courtyard Theatre on May the 16th. So make sure to get your tickets for that. They are only £10, so make sure to go down and support the UK country scene. And um, she's going to be playing songs for her new, from her new EP, so that'll be really exciting. Now, in terms of releases for this week, it's also been quite a slow week, but we've had two releases that are notable. Maren Morris released her Kingdom of One for Game of Thrones, and which is obviously beautiful, it's really ethereal. And Sorry, I said two, I meant three. Um, we had Jessie James Decker releasing her Roots and Wings EP, or album. Um, obviously, Jessie James Decker is someone who hasn't really seen the support of Nashville, and if you go and watch her interview on the Bobbycast, um, it's really interesting just hearing her story about her where to is she where she is now um, and how she's got there so roots and wings i believe will be her latest album but she's released the single from that um on friday and it's well worth checking out she really is a talent um and just don't dismiss her as just um a reality tv star and finally obviously we had emily Fay, who is about to be on the podcast um released her new single make sure to go and check that out emily is a massive talent and this one called sucks to you is really sassy and it's a great great addition so that was your news for this week now 
Um, it's really exciting for me to introduce you to our first guest for this week, who is the lovely Emily Faye. Of course, she's released her new single, Sucks To Be You. Um, so make sure to check that out and please welcome Emily. How are you? Good, yeah, good, thank you. I feel like you're you're just you've got had the most mad few weeks. Every time I see you on social media, you're doing something different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's like nothing nothing happens for a little while, and then it all happens at once. Mm. <laughs> and how's the puppy? She's good. She's just been barking so much, so I've just had to like try and escape. She just barks at shadows at the moment. She's oh going bless her! Oh, <laughs> what are they like? Well, I always sort of start off when I talk to people and um, talk about your like musical background and kind of like I guess where you ca- came from and like your story. So, has it always yeah. been music for you, kind of growing up? When did kind of I guess your love of music come from? Um. So. Well, my mum tells the classic story, you know, <laughs> as soon as she could talk, she would sing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> she tells the classic story, but it is, tr- it is true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I do remember my dad telling me to stop singing at the table. Um, one yeah, time. you yeah. <laughs> um, So yeah, so basically I love music. Uh, music yeah. was really kind of um, prominent in my family, you know, my family home. Yeah. My, uh, my dad's he has thousands of CDs it's ridiculous so um, every time I think in the past every time he did an exam he bought a CD oh bless to kind of like heal himself afterwards and, and he's a doctor so so he's, he's probably got a lot of CDs. yeah I can imagine this is um, like thousands of them <laughs> oh my gosh yeah so yeah when I was a kid he used to make me mix tapes and um oh so cute yeah my mum's my mum's side of the family is quite musical. They've, you yeah. know, they've done. My granddad did sing, did was in a choir, you know. Um, Mama plays piano and guitar, so yeah. Oh, so, so it's just like really musical. To, growing up. Yeah. 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 And was it to be creative? Yeah. Definitely. Was it always like what? I guess what kind of music was it? Did you sort of listen to? Was it like a whole host of things? Oh gosh, yeah, totally. So I remember my favourite ever song on mixtape my dad made me was... By the way, I loved... I I did that the same thing. I kind of like wish that still (laughs) thing of making mixtapes with your parents. Oh man, I know. I know, right? That was such a lovely thing to do. (laughs) Yeah, I remember... um, Yeah, my favourite song that um, that was on the mixtapes was a song by Paula Cole and it was called Where Where Have All The Cowboys Gone? And I really loved it. (laughs) And then there obviously there was some Fleetwood Mac on there. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, there was a lot of variety, like the Beach Boys. You know, yeah. Like, basically, he kind of he kind of listens to a lot of stuff. Elton yeah. John, you know, just like a whole a whole host of stuff and classic rock and just all this kind of stuff um, yeah. from obviously his era as well. You know, when he was growing yeah. up. So you got it all. You got a bit of it all in there. And then you because yeah. you studied at BIM, wasn't it? doing songwriting yeah yeah so, yeah, so was... I, did, um, I did a year in just singing and mm. then I then I studied a songwriting degree yeah because I didn't really have any I didn't really know what I wanted to do I kind of just really loved music and yeah I thought, you know what that's that's what I'd like to study further so yeah I just kind of went for it just why not <laughs> yeah. and did you had you had you written songs before you did that or was it very much like a yeah I guess when did you start writing songs yeah, so when I was about 13, my piano teacher, basically, I didn't want to do grades because I got so nervous. I did about, I did grade two. Oh, you and me both. I couldn't, they, I, I went to pieces. Yeah, yeah so I, I just got so nervous that I would, I would 
make a mistake on the grade oh. and, and I'd be shaking, literally sitting at the piano shaking. Um, so I said to my teacher, look, I don't really, I don't really want to do grades anymore. I, yeah. I, uh, I don't know what to do. So then he said, why don't you try and write your own song? So then I came back to him the next week and I'd written two songs. Oh my They're gosh. absolutely terrible now. <laughs> now when I look back, but, we'll get, um, we'll find them, hunt them out, and be like, "Uh huh, this is what you used to write about." Well, I think one of the what was one of them? It was like, "Is it something special? Are you meant to be? Is it something special? Does he really love me?" It was like, oh. <laughs> and it's just like trying to get the rhymes in there and like have like one word go across like five different so notes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, looking back on it, it's so funny, but he actually took me to a studio nearby our house oh. and, and we recorded them, so I've definitely got them somewhere, but hopefully it's lost. You know, you're, like, you're like, they're definitely, it's like beside you on your bedside table, but you're like, it's definitely lost, it's, it's not here, no, 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 don't be silly. Oh man, no, they're probably, my mum's probably got them somewhere, but yeah. oh gosh, that'd be embarrassing. But yeah, so, so he kind of said to me, why don't you write a song? Um, yeah. So then I did, and then from then on I just, carried on writing and then um when I was about 14 I heard a lady called Holly Rogers my auntie actually gave me a CD yeah and um and she just has the most incredible voice I think she was 18 at the time oh wow and or that kind of age and um she was doing the whole music thing and she would play guitar and then I thought right I'd like to I'd like to play guitar yeah have a go at singing and playing guitar so then I just kind of taught myself some chords basically yeah um and that's how I wrote on guitar. It sounds so. like I've just been, it's like been just a very organic, like, yeah. just yeah, evolution kind of, of music. It's my yeah. way of um, getting through being a teenager. <laughs> it's better, it's a better way than, like, lots of things people do. <laughs> music, <laughs> very, very wholesome way to get through your teenage years. Yeah, 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 definitely. And it was, yeah, it was a way to kind of channel all, everything I was thinking and feeling, you know, friendships, groups changing. Yeah. Um, yeah, life's getting more serious, more adult. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got to find something to write about. And when did the sort of transition to country, I guess, come along? Was that something that... Because I can... Well, you know, listening to your music, you can't imagine you singing anything else, but... Um, yeah. yeah, was that sort of naturally came yeah, up? Yeah, so... Well, actually... <laughs> actually, when I was at uni, I was kind of psyche you know, like, kind of soaky. I didn't yeah. really know what my, didn't really know what my sound was. I kind yeah. of, um, one of the guys in my band at the time, and um, he was also my housemate, he just said to me, I was watching the, the TV programme Nashville, and it, cause oh, it was yeah, yeah. really massive, and, and me and my friend, like, loved it, and and, uh, and he said to me, Emily, why don't you go country? You know, you love yeah. Mac, you love all these, all these amazing country artists, you love these country songs on this, on this programme you love the songwriting why don't you go country and I was like yeah let's give it a go yeah, so like, yeah we've never looked why not yeah I can imagine whereas Nashville was such a, a tv show it because because it led with the songwriting yeah. as as the heart yeah, of the thing it, this, and that is what country music is about I guess well so I find it so funny when people say like oh honky-tonk stuff and I'm like yeah yeah that's a big part of it but actually the songwriting heart is just the most important thing yeah. to me yeah, and obviously doing doing a songwriting degree, um, realizing you know that country songwriting is just yeah the song country songwriters are just incredible. Yeah, they really are. I was kind are. of really intrigued and really intrigued to like tell stories and yeah. um, and have that like 
the punchline to the song and, and things like that. Yeah. yeah, it's really important. And sort of, yeah. so I guess then, I don't really know how, how far along in your journey this came, but you had, you got named as Rolling Stones 10 country artists you need to know. And then obviously you released your EP last year. So like how far yeah. along, I guess, how, like how how much like obviously when you people see the like finished product and they see you got rolling stone and you got the ep out there and it's hard to like not realize how many years you probably worked and like honed your craft yeah yeah um i would say gosh so um i probably so i kind of it was kind of after uni i started to do it to do the music a bit more seriously yeah and i was kind of doing all the shows that are only a few people or you have to bring this many people in order to play them. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so I did that maybe about for about two years after uni. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, two more years on from that. That so twenty seventeen brings us to twenty seventeen. So four yeah. years before before that. So yeah, four years led me to um, of doing it seriously. Before when I was at uni, I'd say I'm kind of just dabbling, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Well, it is. It's kind of like, do I want to do this? Do I want to try something new? Yeah. But then you're like, actually, no, this is where I'm meant to be. Yeah, and you're trying to find out your sound. And then also, yeah. you know, I think people at, people who are at my uni now, if they wanted to do country, they would have a... They would um, they'll kind of stumble into it probably a bit quicker because yeah. the country scene has grown massively. Yeah, it's, um, it's like all it's, the people like you have like done, you know, there's so much of the groundwork already laid now and it's like the industry's so much bigger. Whereas back in the day, people would be like, what? <laughs> country? Yeah. Like, what? what is that? Yeah, yeah, totally. So, yeah, so um, I would say it kind of took me, I would say seriously, maybe like three or four years. Yeah. But, um, that doesn't count all the years that we were just playing really terrible gigs. Yeah, oh God, all those like, horrible ones that you just don't like, block out your mind. And then, so, mm. obviously last year you released the EP. Did you have sort of an idea going in mind of what, I guess what you wanted to lead out with and like what was the inspiration and the vision or anything? Yeah, so, yeah, in 2017, um, I, I kind of just decided to go to Nashville. There's a producer mm. out there that I knew and he said, come to Nashville and do, and do some songs so I was kind of like okay and, yeah. and my boyfriend was very encouraging he was, he was like let's go let's book the flights kind of thing um so yeah so we went out we recorded four songs and then and then I, I basically wanted to lead with a song that would kind of introduce uh myself to yeah. people to, to everyone so Open Road, I, I kind of, I wrote that actually just on my bedroom floor in yeah. Putney in London. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> like, it. it just came out of nowhere. It wasn't planned. Yeah. It, um, it just kind of came from the heart. And yeah. It was about when we were going off in their camp van, basically. Amazing. Um, so, yeah, so then we did a home movie for it to kind of, to get across my personality. Yeah. People and things. And, yeah, it just kind of led with that. And then... Was that a very natural choice kind of, to lead out with that one? Yeah, it was kind of just, the whole EP was kind of just supposed to be a little introduction yeah. to, to me and what I'm about. Well, it's called Here yeah. I Am, so it it is it yeah. is just like, here you are and this is what you're all about. <laughs> yeah, and it was, it was an incredible experience recording in Nashville, and yeah. obviously it's got very much got that Nashville kind of sound. Yeah. Um, 
which is really cool and, and I'll never forget that experience. It was just yeah, yeah really incredible. Was it very yeah. much like when you went over to Nashville, did obviously like working with different producers, they'll kind of have their sort of, uh, not not input, but kind of they'll help you along yeah. and help you find yourself. Do you feel, feel like that experience like going there was like really just integ- like really important? Yeah, yeah, definitely. The producer I actually worked with, he um, he's he's English, so oh, okay. he was English and living in Nashville. He was actually from Jersey in the Channel Islands. Yeah. And um, yeah, he just he I sent him some songs and he kind of helped me choose them. And he said, oh, I think we could really work with this one. We couldn't yeah. work much with that one, you know. Was it so really he did, hard? He did really help me. Was it really hard to choose, to choose the, songs? the songs? Yeah. Yeah, I found it really hard. I knew, yeah. you know, I kind of said to him, I definitely, this is the one definite one I really want to do, you yeah. know. Um, and then, yeah, I found it really hard choosing. So I kind of just said to him, like, let me know which ones you think are 100%, you know. Um, so, yeah, so we kind of went with that. And then I actually wrote one, I think that January, I wrote one. And I was like, oh, can we do this one as well? Which again <laughs> he's he's like, stop changing your mind. My family. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, no, that's not that's not an EP anymore. That is <laughs> much longer. Yeah. And um, I think so. Then after that, you led up out with the other single, which was "Giving In." Can you tell a bit, us a bit about the story behind that one? Yeah. So I wrote that one and um, with my friend called Jake Reed. Mm-hmm. Basically, like once again, sitting in in my uh, bedroom, <laughs> we decided it's... to do a little writing session. Love it. And um, yeah, we. Basically, he started playing the um, the kind of dun 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 yeah. on guitar, and um, and then I found this I found this quote, or I had this quote on my phone that said, "I'm not giving up, I'm giving in," and I just really yeah. related to it at the time, and I just what you know, and also a lot of my songs are kind of I'm, I'm kind of a little agony aunt to some of my friends, and, and yeah. they talk to me about their problems, and then I. I take things from it and I try and write about them. Yeah. Not on purpose. It just accidentally it's just becomes the about about something they're going yeah. through, you know. So um so that was yeah, that was kind of what giving in was about as well. It was kind of about what you know, one of my friends was going through a breakup or whatever. Do you find and, um, you get in sorry, Karen. Sorry, and I just kind of said I just kind of thought, well, you're not you're not giving up. You've tried so hard. You've given yeah. that relationship everything you've got. It's just time to give in to the fact that it's, it's not meant to be. So that's yeah. kind of where I got that from. That's <laughs> such a like powerful quote and idea. I'm going to take that into my life now. I'm like, no, I'm not giving up and giving in. Do you find yeah, you I'm get inspired a lot by you know like other people's stories then as much as by your own? Because I know a lot of people do write very like introspectively, but then there's another like lot of people who write very like. What what's the opposite of introspectively? Yeah, the opposite um, of that. I, I definitely mostly write about um, other people, yeah. other people's kind of hardships or things they're going through um, from from a different perspective mm. or whatever. But um, the things I have written a few songs. So basically, in terms of relationships, I'm I've been in like a happy relationship yeah. for five years. So I'm and it's long distance. So I've written yeah. I've written long distance songs. But I've written about three. But now yeah. I, now I'm kind of like right. Where's different stories, isn't it? Like you can only have one life to tell stories about, whereas if you talk about other people, there's much more. Yeah, definitely. And do you find you? Because I know you write a lot with, you know, what 
from stalking your social media, um, the, you write written with like Tim Protty Jones and Jake and lots of other people. Do you find you do you tend to like gravitate towards like co-writing as a concept and like mm. is that what you enjoy doing or is it much more solo writing? Yeah, I definitely. I definitely love, like, I definitely think I prefer co-writing. Yeah. I love, love, love being in a room with someone else, like, two heads are better than one. Mm. You know, I, I truly believe that. Um, writing with Jake's hilarious because uh, I'll, I'll literally, I'll say all these ideas that will be like, what about this? What about this? What about this? What about this? And he'll be like, no, 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 try again, try again until... Until, you know, I get all my bad ones out and then here come the good ones and then, he, you know, we'll be like, oh, let's run with that one. Or, yeah. You know, it's, it's really funny. <laughs> he's, he's, a great, he's a great person and a great musician. And, and you had a, a cut. Really great kind of friend to me. Yeah, because you had a cut on his most recent <clears throat> GP, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah the first right. one, yeah. The, um, yeah, the Englishman one, I had two cuts on. And yeah. then the, the latest one, I've got a cut on as well. Yeah, yeah. he's actually got... Um, Oh, he's got quite a few cuts on my, uh, oh. my next stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so sharing yeah. ideas. It's, it's always cool, I think, when, you know, you find those co-writes which you work so well with and you know that you, you know the person so well and that's when the magic sort of comes out. You can, like, bear your soul through songs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to be honest, I'm surprised Jake ever got back in touch with me ever again after our first writing session because... <laughs> I picked him up. <laughs> I picked him up from the station. I didn't basically. I just moved to Guildford. I didn't yeah. know where. You know which way was home. Right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and I drove him four times round. Four times oh my god. The one way system. <clears throat> um, but my my thing is is you know like it let me get to know him. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, of course. Yeah. That was the ploy all along. It was actually deliberate. <laughs> But yeah, since then he was kind of just like, oh goodness, what have I let myself in? <laughs> then we wrote, then we wrote the long way round. So yeah. it kind of, um, it kind of worked out. So yeah, that, it worked that out. Good. There we go. And last year also you did the write like a girl tour. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, what was yeah. that experience like? So it just it was such a like, I just think it's such it was such a cool tour to put on, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was really really fun. Um, being on tour firstly, first mm, ever tour, yeah. and second of all, hanging out with the girls was really fun, and being in it together, yeah. and also championing women in music was, was probably the highlight, you know, representing yeah. women in music, and trying to encourage younger um, girls to to do music too, and not be afraid to have their voice kind of thing, you know, so, yeah, yeah it was really cool, we absolutely loved it, and um, Beth's actually, Beth kind of, um, she came up with the idea, the right like a girl idea. Yeah. So um, she's kind of made it, making it into kind of a brand now. So oh, that's really cool. So there's a showcases happening this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really love, I really love what she's doing with it. And it was, a, it was amazing to be a part of that tour. Amazing. Yeah. And then, so 2019, I guess, we've already been up so much, I think. So what, what, I guess, what's next in the rest of the year? Like, what have you got planned? Um, so what have I got planned? Um, I so don't worry, too many things. I am. <laughs> I'm just trying to think, what have I got planned? So this year, um, I've got five brand new songs to release. So Exciting. I'm planning on releasing one a month. So it will be April. The one for April is actually available for pre-order now. That's Exciting. Out on 12th. And then 
Yeah, so that'll be April, May, June, July, August, and then September. And they'll all be released di- digitally, and then I'll have, like, physical copies of the Holy Peter to sell. Exciting. All the singles on one CD kind of thing. And what can we sort of expect from the next DP? Have you... Yeah, oh. I guess it'll be the same sort of thing? Or, I guess such a, such a... What's the word? Big question. <laughs> yeah, so I've kind of... It's kind of... We've kind of played with our sound a little bit. So yeah. I've been working with um been working with a lady called Sue McMillan who's oh, yeah. a writer and she does production as well. So she actually produced it. Um and I really wanted to Very work cool. with a female producer as well because I yeah. did the whole right like a girl thing. So yeah, I was like, Yeah, let's do it. So yeah. um Yeah, so she's produced it and we've kind of it's kind of got a bit of everything in there. So the first one I'm releasing, um, I've also been really brave because I'm actually, in terms of, you know, myself being yeah. brave, I feel like I'm being brave. No, never. Um, I'm, I'm releasing two songs that I didn't actually write, which is, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Which is a bit scary. But yeah, that is scary. Cause it's, yeah. Brilliant. They're brilliant songs and I just couldn't, I just couldn't like not, I couldn't not release them. Yeah. Because they're so brilliant. So yeah, so this first one that's coming out is called Sucks to Be You and it's written by Sue and Jess Thriston. Oh, amazing. Um, yeah, and then another one, well, yeah, and then there's there's some written with, you know, with me, Jake and Sue, actually, yeah. three of us. And then um, another one that's being released later on in the year is written by three girls in Nashville. Amazing. Um, one of them I, I've done a couple of writing sessions with and it's just an awesome song so I'm just very thankful I can't wait to hear them all yeah that's really it's really exciting and also yeah exciting new just new stuff to come and everything you've got going on yeah it's I would say it's a little bit more um a little bit more kind of current a a little bit more poppy a little bit more playful and upbeat and it's just yeah it's just kind of it's kind of like a good representation of my journey yeah yeah you need that you need a bit of an evolution you can't have the same sort of music and sound that you've done before you have to like evolve a bit from uh ep to ep yeah it's just a bit scary because you're like oh no evolution no sure it'll be amazing well always end with my final 10 questions which are just shorter ones so white wine or whiskey drink no. <laughs> not really a true country artist oh dear but go for like can i say tea instead? yeah tea i was going to, you know you're like what's a soft drink that was you know you're struggling tea there we go tea records you're living <laughs> listening to on repeat at the moment well i'm gonna oh do you know i tell you what i cannot get enough of ashley mcbride girl oh my god that song that that record I... just will like i think i'm gonna be listening to it when i'm 90 honestly yeah yeah and I uh, every time she plays it when you know like when I see her live I just cry I just uh, oh, cry yeah oh I cried at CCC I cried it was great yeah, it was great I was, I was like nobody look at me please don't look at me <laughs> yeah I was just like <laughs> my, my boyfriend's just like oh god well, I'm gonna have to take you home. <laughs> you I'm glad you cry at me as well because I, I do that, and people are like, um, "What? What is wrong with yeah. you?" They're like playing a song, and you're like, "Yes, but I'm feeling the emotion that they're feeling, and it's really yeah." Cool. You just you just gotta ride through it, you know. When um 
I, I recently went to New York and I saw Fleetwood Mac and that was like a dream of mine. Oh my gosh, that and would have been like a spiritual thing. I'd have been like, I can't believe I Yeah, that. it was it was incredible. And I cried when they played The Chain. Yep. And I cried when Stevie played, when they did Landslide. Oh, I cried yeah. my eyes out, literally. Yeah. I probably, it was probably partly because I didn't have very much sleep, but no, actually <laughs> it wasn't. It was because it was but just it was mainly amazing because, moment. Yeah, it, would, it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. record you couldn't live without if you were stuck on a desert island I couldn't live without rumours but yeah it's on my wall I'm looking at it right now (laughs) so good choice Um, do you have a beauty essential do you know I can't go anywhere I can't stay at anyone's house without my face wash yeah (laughs) if that's a beauty essential I love that face wash (laughs) Um, your dream dinner party guests three of them do you know I would love to go to a dinner party with Elton John. Yeah. God, he was such a character. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love that. That would be the dream, I think. What would you name your first headline arena tour? Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) Probably something kind of like, um, you know how Marin Morris has has called hers girl? Yeah. I'd probably probably go with something like powerful and like female driven yeah, yeah. I'm not that. sure exactly what yeah it's like she's work. taking girl yeah. now I'm like woman <laughs> female yeah maybe woman woman, woman. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah woman would you rather give up songwriting or performing would I rather oh well sometimes I would say songwriting because depends on your mood performing can be stressful but then the last gig I did was supporting Chris Shiflett and it was like the best gig of my entire life mm. and I absolutely loved every minute so yeah so I'm kind of 50-50 I love I love both yeah definitely I love songwriting basically it depends really on your mood yeah yeah it depends on confidence levels as well you know yeah. emotion, tiredness <laughs> I feel that yeah. what are you binge watching at the moment if you're binge watching anything well I've actually been um watching Gilmore Girls again oh, on Netflix. Yeah, I can't get enough of that <laughs> show. I, I need it's just to stop nice watching. It is. It is. And then the um, final one yeah. is just complete the sentence. So music is. Oh, um, music is magic. I love I'm it. Go with that. Country music is. Country music is inspiring. And Emily Faye is. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, I love that. Maybe a little crazy. Maybe just a little oh. bit. Well, thank you so much okay. for taking the time to chat with me, and I'm so glad we got to do this. Definitely. Yeah. Fine, and thank you so much for having me. No, thank you. Have a great rest of your evening. Thank you. You too. Bye. <laughs> so, thank you so much to Emily for taking the time to chat with me. And next up, we've got the lovely War Entreaty, who are just such a was such a joy to interview um husband and wife duo who will be performing under the bridge later this year make sure to get your tickets for that and i hope you guys enjoy this chat hi i didn't get a call how are you i'm very well thanks how are you i'm doing good um, me and ty are both present oh amazing how so you're both doing good Hi, good. Very well, thank you. So I always like um, when I talk to people about their music and stuff. I always just go back to the beginning. Has it always been music for you both? Oh yes. Um, from the moment I understood what melody was, mm. that was it. I was hooked. Yeah. 
because <laughs> Tanya, you started off um, doing. You, you were in the sister act, weren't you, before you guys met? Yes, I was in sister act too, and um, I've been doing music. I guess since I was eight years old. Yeah. And um, I fell in love with just what it could do. Yeah. And, and, and how people feel when they hear it and they're impacted by it. So I've, I think I've always, always been in love. Yeah, because the guys, the message, the message of your music has always just been like the joy of music and the music that brings. So is that kind of the thing that hooked you both in that joy element? Oh yes, most definitely, and. The joy of both singing with one another and the joy of singing for others. Yeah. It, it's a partnership, you know, yeah, and we're incredible. so thankful and grateful for that opportunity. Yeah, because I know, Michael, you've got a really interesting story about how you got into music. I know you must have told it about a thousand times already, but can you give us an idea? Yes. Um, well, I grew up uh, I grew up in a very uh, musical family. My mother yeah. and her sister um, all sang, grandparents sang, uncles. And, and so on, I think maybe the dog and cat probably sang too. <laughs> we all were singers, but we weren't, we weren't artists. And, yeah. Um, I, we didn't. We weren't songwriters either. No. And it wasn't until I got into the army, into the military, before I understood the power of, of songwriting and the power of being an artist. Yeah. Being able to touch folk with your craft and with your gift, and being able to penetrate past pain and past depression and past disappointment and reach the heart matters and so that's pretty much what what happened um i had a commander or or, um who got killed and it drove me to write a song about him and to be able to sing it publicly uh at the war at his memorial and then they saw what kind of healing it brought forth and my job then changed from being a soldier in an infantry unit to being a songwriter about the fallen yeah oh it's just it's just such an amazing story and then so obviously how many years was it after that and after you kind of started writing music and that side of your journey that you did you guys meet well between the two of us uh, we met in 2010 yeah I started writing immediately uh, material for Tanya I had no no um preconceived notions that we would be a duo mm-hmm. i just wanted to write for her because she was beautiful yeah. her, voice, her voice was beautiful yeah. her personality was even more beautiful more attractive to me and i just wanted to be a part of her life in any way i could yeah. and she asked me to do that but then around 2014 we recognized that we had a powerful powerful relationship yeah and that our love had its own music, its own soundtrack, and we wanted the world to know just how in love we were oh, with each other and yeah. how in love we are with the human race. Yeah. And we decided then that it was befitting for us to go ahead and be a musical duo of husband and wife yeah oh my god it just yeah just when you speak about it it just like the amount of joy that comes out of it just makes me smile it's just an amazing story um and did your sound evolve a lot when you both met each other each other and started writing together and started being the duo because obviously you must have had your own sounds separately um did, did it evolve much well it evolved i mean um taya had this this r&b kind of like uh, sultriness yeah. to her 
this attitude. And I had this grungy, rough, <laughs> growly voice, groggly voice. But then we were the missing piece to each other's voice yeah. and to each other's life. You know, and uh, Tanya was the con of my storm, and I was the rage to her calmness. Yeah. And we decided not to change that. We just decided to learn how to make that intimate and learn how to speak to one another. And that way, and and learn how to take what we were doing in our relationship and put it into our music. Yeah. Um, And it was a give and take, give and take. And we we were, you know, really trying to, in our relationship, trying to learn each other and harmonize our lifestyles first. Yeah, and we realized that we were we would learn it more if we sang together and yeah. really leaned on each other's intimacy, and that's how our 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 sound evolved, you know. Yeah, because I know there's always so much pressure to, you know, people say, like, identify with the genre, like, what genre would you place your music in? But I feel like your music crosses so many lines and it's got so many elements in it and so much, like, heritage in music. So how, how, do, you fi- how do you feel about that, I guess, the sort of genre crossover? Well, you know, it's interesting because we were just talking about this before, uh, before you called. Yeah. And, you know, you can be, as an artist, be tempted to uh, run away from the things that are natural in you, you yeah. know, like, you know, whether it's gospel or if you grew up, you know, with Appalachian music or, you know, if you grew up singing country music, you kind of yeah. want to do something that you're not thinking that if you did that, it would take you, you know, mainstream or, yeah. you know, become bigger than what you are. But I think what people um, fail to realize sometimes is that, we're all made up of everything that we, we listen to. And everything exactly. That we, you know, and whether we are conscious of it or not, we just are. So yeah. when it comes out in the music, it's because we have been affected by it uh, in unconsciously sometimes. Yeah. So that, you know, you're in church on Sunday, you're listening to gospel music, so those are the things that foundationally you know you're that you're going to be affected by yeah but you know, i think about in my subconscious when i was driving down to new Bern, north carolina yeah and my dad listened to country music or my grandmother listened to country music and then they put on an al green record or a millie jackson record how sitting in the back seat as an eight or nine year old how i was I'm yeah and you'll start having like, like a little edge or a little i don't know the little <laughs> trill you do on your voice that it will be something that you've listened to yeah it's really interesting Yeah. And I think in writing the music, you know, Michael writing the music and the style of music that he's given the Warren Treaty, I don't think we consciously went out for, oh, we're going to put every genre into this music. It was just the things that yeah. were. Uh, it just happened. To. Yeah. yeah it just yeah so before we deal in um deal dig into healing tide i've just got a few who's most likely questions so who's most likely to cry in a movie oh oh gosh (laughs) Um, i would say it depends on the movie (laughs) 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 who's most likely to forget their words or their part on stage (laughs) (laughs) who's most likely to survive a zombie apocalypse 
Oh, Michael, he likes zombies in his makeup. <laughs> Who's most likely to trip over something on stage? Oh, me. <laughs> Who's most likely to um, have a fangirl moment over someone? Maybe more likely me. <laughs> and who's most likely to have control over the road trip playlist? Me. <laughs> You're like, I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting control. Um, yeah. So obviously the album's called Healing Tide. Um, so written, um, so what was the kind of like, I guess... Was that always the vision going in, having that healing element in the music? Because obviously it's been such a pivotal part of your story. That's definitely intentional. Yeah. Um, And I was intentional all the way around. You know, um, from the moment we began singing together to the moment we began creating records. And and our new record will be based on that as well. Yeah. Because it's important. That message Mm -hmm. needs to be drilled in. Yeah. People really need to know that healing can take place and that it can take place with each each other you know and you wrote every track on the album so what did it kind of like mean to you was it a a very solitary process or do you do you take inspiration from the world like i guess how was your songwriting process like how do you write Mm -hmm. you know it's very interesting um I get inspiration from everything. Yeah. I'm inspired by this this conversation right here, the fact yeah. that you would even want to talk to us. Um, and I believe that everything in life is meant to inspire everything. Yeah. And, you know, writing this record, it was very easy to start right at the foot of my bed and get inspiration from the woman I lay down yeah. with and do life with. And then yeah. go around the corner and I see my beautiful boys and my daughters and then... I think about my family, and then I start cutting on the news, and I start thinking about what was and what is and what will become. Yeah. And then you know you get you get emotional, and yeah. then you go, you start writing, and that's just the process right there. Yeah. And do you ever struggle, sort of? I, I mean, it's such it's such a personal thing, music. Um, and you know, be- you are bearing your soul when you write your lyrics and write those emotions out into the world. And I, do yeah, you ever? Do, yeah. Is it ever hard singing the songs like? that's such an intimate part of yourself? You know, they, they, it is hard at times. Um, mm. The hardest part for me in the writing process is to know when it is appropriate to stop. Yeah. And, and when it's inappropriate to keep going. Mm-hmm. And um, But the, the struggle of when you're on stage and you're becoming sort of vulnerable and you're tapping into that yeah. massive energy that says vulnerability uh, is required here, yeah. that is when you got to search yourself in seconds flat yeah. and realize that you have an opportunity uh, to make it not about you, but mm-hmm. make it about someone who might be hearing music yeah. and paying artists for the last time. Yeah. And that that's where Ty and I live for those moments right there. And then you have to put your pride aside, you have to put aside all that you could feel that could negatively impact the moment mm-hmm. and then you start to step into that vulnerable part of humanity that says i'm here and i'm just like you i go yeah. through real so, well, yeah. well obviously one and the same i think is my favorite song from the record um and obviously it's there's so many elements of it just like the message in it is just so so important particularly in you know the modern day and age and everything is it always been important to you have to have that mission at like element of your music that sort of you know that sort of almost the hope of like that we're going to have a world that's going to be like just 
have that outlook. It's so it's so interesting because we we have a world that has that. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> we just don't know it, you yeah. know, and we won't allow it. And you can't allow, you can't disallow unity. You mm. have to be open to it. And the hopes of uh, writing a song like One and the Same is that yeah. people gravitate to the lyrics and realize that, you know, I am just like you. I do yeah. want peace. I do want love. I do want joy. I do cry when I'm hurt. I bleed red blood the same yeah. as you. My blood is not orange. <laughs> so, you know, um, I think the cake is there. We just have yeah. to eat it. Yeah. And also, I love the, I think you've said before in previous interviews that, you know, the music's not perfect and that you're, imp- but do you kind of view those imperfections as strengths? Like, because no one's perfect. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, that's the beautiful thing about, you know, humanity. Mm. We're all different, you know, and, and we're all imperfect in some way. Yeah. Um, Emily Harris made a cameo on the record and also you had production by Buddy Miller they're just such huge icons in the industry and sort of how did both those partnerships come about and how did they get involved in the project uh, Buddy Miller is an angel mm. um, he was introduced to us by another angel Don Waz mm. and um, we just, he just took a liking to us yeah. and invited us down to Americana Fest and uh, ended up getting sick and we ended up taking his slot for that Oh my event. gosh. And that was kind of the introduction and then Emmy Lou Harris was there and she introduced us who was a dear friend of Buddy. She came yeah. and introduced us to that audience and you know that was a, a, a wonderful platform that they gave us Yeah, and they were so generous with their lights that they carry uh, yeah. on us for that for that moment and from then it's just been a whirlwind for us yeah oh it's mm-hmm. just amazing I feel like your last year has just been an absolute whirlwind just you know just take it just crazy so um I guess well obviously you're coming over to the UK later this year how excited are you to get over there and sort of take your music internationally Oh, my goodness. We've been talking about coming to the U.K. I mean, it's almost every month. We yeah. Were asking our teammate, our, our buddy, um, our agent. Yeah. We were like, are we going to the U.K.? Where are we going? <laughs> so we're so pumped up and so excited about coming. Oh, I can't to wait to see you guys over here. It's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. Also, you'll go get the actual good London weather rather than what we have at the moment. <laughs> so that's a plus. Oh my goodness! I know it's probably dreary and no sun over there right now. But oh, today we today we caught a glimpse, so you know it's looking up. <laughs> so I always end with just my final few questions. So, what record are you guys listening to on repeat at the moment? Oh boy, um, Muffin and Sons Delta. Yeah. Ooh. 
good to shout. Yeah. Um, what record you couldn't you live without if you were stuck on a desert island? Oh boy, uh, Aretha Franklin's Amazing Grace. Yeah, Aretha Franklin's Greatest Hits. I couldn't live without that. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, what's your favourite road trip um, song that you all sing along to? Uh, Ray Charles. Oh, that's a good one as well. Well, Michael has a song that, that I love when I'm driving. It's called Make Me Over. Oh. It's one of my favourite road trip songs that he wrote. Oh, I love my- that. Mine is uh, definitely Ray Charles, Georgia. Aww. Um, would you rather give up songwriting or performing? Mm. You say, would I rather give up songwriting or performing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're like, no, don't make me choose. Oh, boy. Uh, I love to perform. Perform. I would not want to give up performing. I would give okay. up songwriting. <laughs> What's your favorite musical memory together? I would have to say, would you say American Confess or Grand Ole Opry? Oh, oh, just two little little events there to choose from. <laughs> the Grand Ole um, I would say we had the opportunity of inducting Dottie West into the Country yeah. Music Hall of Fame. Oh, and wow. we were able to sing for her and... Um, in honor of her and to her children. Yeah. That, to me, was a, a, a major moment in the, the history of the Warren Treaty. That is a, an amazing moment. And complete the sentence. So, music is... Mm, music is Tanya. No. <laughs> I was going to say music is Michael because I don't know anyone that... Oh, it, stop, it, you it guys. <laughs> and the Warren... Sorry. Life, so that's that's oh. the reality. And the war and treaty are <laughs> two lovebirds. <laughs> I would say, and then I would say the I would say the war and treaty are are you oh. for you. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much, guys, for taking the time to chat with me. I feel like I've just left this into with a massive smile on my face. So thank you. <laughs> and you take care. Have a good one. You okay? too. Can't wait for you to see see you in London. Oh yeah, can't wait. Have a good day. Bye. 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 So thank you so much to both Emily and to Mike and Tanya from War and Treaty for that. And that will do for another episode of Off the Record. This has been episode 64. And of course, don't forget to rate review and subscribe to the podcast. Please, please do that. Just it really does help the podcast out and helps um boost us in the charts, which would be great. Um and I look forward to talking to you all next week. Bye y'all. Mm-hmm.